Hello everyone, Pastor Russ here. Just wanted to take a moment and talk with you today. We are so bummed that we weren't able to gather together and worship this morning. Late last night, uh, Governor Reynolds made a statement asking that if there was any churches that have more than 250 people to close. And so at that point, we took that directive, we honored that. And so we're coming to you in a little bit different manner here through this video. And um, so trying something a little new here and, and give us grace as we navigate this. And I do want to say if any of you missed the notifications that we were trying to send out to let people know, just please make a connection with the church office so that we can be notifying you as we move forward. Right now there's just a lot of things up in the air and, and we plan to, to put some game plan together here and, and know how to move forward and so it, it's important to stay connected and in contact. So if you need a, a certain method to, to be able to reach you, please contact our church office. You can do so uh, here at the bottom of the screen. You'll see the email office at faithccpalmer.com. Dot org. And so feel free to connect with us. That way we can make a connection with you. If you've got a family member and you know they don't even have email, we need to be able to text them or, or call them or some way, please reach out to the church for them on their behalf. We want to really do a good job of communication uh, through this season. We're watching things closely uh, with our local officials and our local school districts and all of that stuff. And, and so we're just going to stay tuned to that and adjust as things go. In this video today, there'll be a couple of moments here where we'll actually stop. I'm going to ask you to pause the video, and there'll be things that you can do on your part. Maybe you're watching this by yourself, or maybe you've got your family, or there's some friends with you. Whatever that looks like, there'll be moments here where we'll pause, and you can take a moment to talk through that, or maybe there's a moment to pray. And with that in mind, with prayer in mind, our nation's president has, has made a declaration asking that today would be a day of prayer. It's a national day of prayer. And so that is how we're going to start this video off. And to recognize, look at this verse in Psalm chapter 46, verse 1. The Bible says, God is our refuge and our strength, an ever-present help in trouble. And that verse tells us that, that God is here to help us, and so we need to call upon God, who is sovereign, He is in control, and is here to help us, to pour out His grace, to pour out His healing, to guide us and lead us, to help us with the answers we need in the midst of all the fears and anxieties, to give us a peace. And so let's take time now to pray. So for everybody that's watching this video, we want you to pause, take a moment, and pray right where you're at, whoever you're with, Take a moment to pray, and I'm going to lead us into that, and then I want you to take it from there before we go into this video further. So let's pray together, and then I'll pass it to you. Father, we ask for your Spirit to come and help us in ways we don't know what to say, but your Word tells us that your Spirit intercedes for us on our behalf. And so as we are coming together in a unique way, we ask for your grace. We ask for your help. We pray for your, your wisdom and guidance over the officials in our nation and state level and local areas. And we pray for your protection over, over people, Lord, that you would guide us, give us peace. And Lord, that you would bring a calm 
and uh, work through all of these dynamics that are at play here right now. And we pray, Lord, for, we, for your help. We ask for your help. As people, we're vulnerable, we're in need, we're susceptible to things, and we just ask that you'd come steady our hearts, bring healing, bring your protection, bring your grace. And as we pray now, as there's families, as there's homes all throughout our region that are going to pray here in a moment, we ask, Lord, that you would hear our prayer. And we just thank you that we can come to you, that you are ever-present, and we can lift our concerns, we can lift our hearts to you, and we trust that you're going to move upon these circumstances today. We lift this to you in Jesus' name. Amen. I want us to look at the topic now of God's peace. Currently, we're doing a study on Wednesday night, family night, called Overcomer. And David Jeremiah states that there's two kinds of God's peace. Peace with God and the peace of God. And it's important to recognize that in order to have the peace of God, we need to have peace with God. And we get peace with God when we have a right relationship with Him through faith in Jesus Christ. And when we have that relationship, there is a gift. You have the gift of salvation, but then there's also another gift that Jesus gives. And I want you to look at this verse in John chapter 14, verse 27. This is Jesus' words to his disciples before he was going to leave them. This is his last night with them. And he says, I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and peace of heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. So the gift of salvation, having peace with God, the next gift that's available to followers of Christ is having the peace of God. There's a lot of things that are happening right now in our culture and our current events. And here's the thing. If you're not careful... As you're watching TV, before you know it, maybe there's an anxiousness. There's a, I can't believe this, I can't believe that, and we, we get caught up in that. Maybe, maybe you've got your cell phone on you. Uh, maybe it's uh, some kind of iPad device, or, or maybe it's your computer. And there's so much information that is available to us. And, and while sometimes that can be a good thing, there's also a lot of times it can actually be a detrimental thing. And so we have all this information, all of these stories, all of these things that are coming out, and it causes an anxiety. And maybe some of you can relate to that and that anxiousness and just one thing after another, and people are hitting you up on your phone, and uh, did you hear this, did you hear that? And it's just one piece of bad news after the other. And I just want to encourage us to recognize if we want that peace of God, one of the things that we need to be very intentional about is taking time and getting into God's Word. Pausing several times through the day and saying, you know what, I am going to go to the Word and I'm going to listen, I'm going to hear what God has to say and I'm going to allow peace to come from that time that I spend in the Word. And I know we have access to the Scriptures through these kinds of devices, but I almost want to encourage us to just set that stuff aside for these moments in God's Word. Actually get out 
the hard copy, if you will, of the scriptures and sit down and truly take a moment and just say, God, speak, speak to me. Help me, guide me, give me this peace that you call a gift, this peace of, of mind and peace of my heart and my spirit. And it's important for us to take those times throughout our day. And so I want to encourage us with that to recognize that time that we spend with God will then overflow into our lives, into our circumstances and the people around us. And so we're going to take a moment here. I want you to pause on this question that you'll see on the screen here shortly. But the question is this. How does the promise of God's peace impact our response to the current circumstances? And so if you're watching this with someone, I encourage you to take a moment and just discuss that. If you're watching by yourself, just take a moment to reflect on that, pray over that in your time with the Lord. But let's just pause for a second and ask ourselves that question. How does that promise truly uh, impact the, uh, the current situation? How does that help us? How does that help people around us? Uh, take a moment to, to walk through that question. I want to talk about now is God's provision. I've got some items here on this table that uh, maybe you've seen uh, things on the news or, or posts online that these items are, are sort of making their way off the shelf and people are being limited on how much they can buy and some of these now there's price gouging and, and what was three dollars online is now forty some dollars and all of those things. We've got hand sanitizer and the, the trusty toilet paper and the bottled water and dish soap and all of these things. And, and it's easy to get caught up in the frenzy that we've got to have all of this and we've got to stock up for months. And, and there's this panic that can happen. And I just want to take a moment to recognize God's provision. Okay, And I want to look at a passage in Matthew 6, and, uh, and, and this is a passage that Jesus is talking about how he'll provide for our needs. And he talks about not worrying. In Matthew 6, 31, Jesus says, do not worry. And he talks about these basic needs, these things that he says even the pagans worry about. But, but people of God should not be worried about these things because God is going to provide for his people. And to recognize this verse, Matthew 6:33 and it says, "But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well." Jesus gives a promise. These are words of Jesus, and he says, "If you seek first my kingdom and my righteousness, I will provide for all of your needs." This is a huge promise, a huge promise that should impact how we respond in the midst of the frenzy. Okay? Jesus also said, don't worry about tomorrow because each day has enough trouble of its own. I also want to emphasize another passage here that Paul talks about in Philippians chapter 4. He talks about there's times where he's been in need and there's times when he's had plenty. And in the midst of all of that, he's learned the secret of being content. And in Philippians 4.13, he, 
he says that I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. And I just want to speak into that for a moment because Paul is saying that no matter what circumstance, no matter what circumstance, I can work through that because Christ will give me strength. Christ will provide for my needs. And you just look at the the frenzy we're in. It's just to calm down and recognize that God is our provider. He's our provider. So here's a question again now for discussion. And the question is this. How does the promise of God's provision impact our response to the current circumstances? So the first was the promise of His peace, and now this one is the promise of His provision. How should that impact our circumstances. And let's take a moment now to consider this question of reflection. The next thing I want to talk about is God's light. We're going to spend a little bit of time on this one. Jesus told His disciples in Matthew chapter 5, He called them the light of the world. And that call is also for us as followers of Christ. He says, you are the light of the world. You're a city on a hill that cannot be hidden. And in the same way with the light, Jesus says, you don't put a light on and then cover it with a basket. Okay? He says, instead, you put it on a stand. That way, everyone in the house can see the light. This is an important time for the church to be a light, to be a light in our communities, to shine bright for Christ. And the only way that we can shine light is if Christ's light is in us. Look at this verse in Ephesians chapter 5. It says that we were once full of darkness, but now we have the light from the Lord. So live as people of light. A little bit before in Ephesians chapter 5, Paul talks about imitating God in everything that we do. And, and he breaks that down in basically two ways. It's loving people and being sacrificial in the things that we do, recognizing that we need to look at people as more important than ourselves, and we extend that hand. Now's a time where, where we can be doing things for maybe people in our community that are more vulnerable or susceptible to illness, and how can we maybe go get groceries for them, or how can we do things to be a blessing to them? And it's important to look for those opportunities. Maybe there's a family that's in need of groceries. We can lend a helping hand. This is a time where the church can be a light in providing for people's need, but in, in, in deeper than that, in the heart of man, is recognizing that we can be a light for people to come to know the love of Jesus Christ. That is so important. And I just want to look at this quote here from C.S. Lewis. And it says, In such a fearful world, we need a fearless church. We need a fearless church. And so, you know what this means? Is that right now, in the season that we're in, this is the moment that the church needs to shine. We have to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit and asking Him, How do you want us to respond? How do you want us to engage with things in our community and things that are happening around us so that we can shine the love and the light of Jesus Christ? 
And I think sometimes we think it takes all these words to, to put it together, to share that, but to recognize that it's our actions that speak so loudly as we shine. Listen to this quote from Dwight Moody. He says, We are told to let our light shine, and if it does, we won't need to tell anybody that it does. Lighthouses don't fire cannons to call attention to their shining. They just shine. They shine, and this is the moment we need to shine. This is the moment where we need to step up, and I know it looked differently this weekend. We did not have church, but I want to be very careful to say that we didn't have church. It's that we did church differently. And this is a moment here where we're going to do things maybe a little differently, but recognizing that this can be a moment for the light of Christ to shine brighter. Okay, And so I want to recognize, too, that in this time, that uh, this is a moment where we can gather together and we can you know, have meals together, we can share things together with people that are in need, and, and we can have that fellowship with one another, and, and recognizing that even though there's things that are being closed around us and all of that stuff, we can still find ways to be the church. We canceled church services, we did not cancel church. And so I want you to take a moment here with this question of reflection here, and it's how can the church be the light in the midst of our current circumstances? I want you to look at that question of reflection, talk about it, and let's pray and ask the Holy Spirit, show us how to be the light in the midst of our circumstances. Lastly, I just want to address a couple of things. Uh, we were in Ephesians chapter 5, and it's important to recognize that in this time, in this season that we're living in, um, people are asking questions. And perhaps as you're sitting here and watching this, you're asking some questions and, and maybe considering, uh, you know, where is my heart in, in relationship to Jesus Christ. And it's important that we take this time to uh, invite you to consider what it would look like to surrender your life to Jesus and to have that peace with God that I talked about just a little bit ago and then to recognize that that peace with God, then you get the gift also of having peace of God in the midst of all our circumstances. And so I want to look at this verse, Ephesians 5, verse 14. The Bible says, Awake, O sleeper, rise up from the dead, and Christ will give you light. It's important to recognize that in these times, in these moments here, this is an opportunity to respond to God. To, to get our lives straightened out, to recognize our need for Christ. And so I want to invite you to consider what that looks like. And I just want you to know that God has created you for a relationship. He has designed you for a relationship with Him. The problem is the Bible tells us that we are all sinners. We all fall short of the glory of God and that sin separates us from God and that the wages of that sin is death, eternal separation from God. But there's an answer. The answer is Jesus Christ. And God the Father sent Jesus to this earth 
to be a sacrifice, the sacrifice for sin. He paid for it on the cross with his life. And then he rose from the dead and he has power over sin and darkness. And now that that's available, we have the responsibility of responding to that. And so we have to, by faith, receive that gift of salvation to make Christ the Lord of your life and the Savior of your life. And so if there's anyone that's watching and you want that in your life, you want that peace with God and you want the peace of God, I want to take a moment here to pray with you to invite Christ into your life. Let's pray together now. Father, for anyone that wants to respond in that way, to receive you into their life, Lord, we take this moment now to consider our hearts in relationship toward you. And Father, we take this time, we ask for forgiveness of our sin that separates us from you. And we repent. We, we want to move in a new direction. We want to change the way that we're living, and we want to live a new life in Christ. So help us to do that. And Lord, we turn to you, we ask you to come into our life and to save us, save us from our sin and be Lord of our life and guide us and lead us to walk in a relationship with you. And we thank you for this gift of salvation and we thank you for your presence, the peace with God and the peace of God. And we thank you for this now. For anyone that's praying this, receive that gift of salvation in Jesus' name. Amen. Following up a little bit with that prayer, if you're somebody that leaned in and you, you prayed that, or maybe, maybe you're uh, leaning in and you're like, I want God's word, but I don't know where to get it, please, please reach out to our church. We want to get God's word into your hands. And so we're happy to give you a, a Bible if any, out, anybody out there would want one. And, but also recognizing that if any of you have responded to Christ, please reach out to us. We want to make a connection with you and um, help you start taking those next steps, recognizing what it means to live out your faith in Jesus Christ. It's so important. And to also recognize that as you've asked for Christ into your life, you now have that light that we talked about. And so I encourage you in this faith journey. And um, again, for everyone that's watching, stay tuned for announcements and updates and all of that, but recognizing that um, we're going to adjust as things adjust around us. And so stay tuned for how we react to all of that. And um, God bless you guys. Thank you for watching today. And let me close this out with a prayer. Father, I thank you for everyone watching. I ask for a blessing over their home. We again pray for your protection, your guidance. Help us to shine the light of Christ and help us, guide us, help us to, to stand on your promises of peace and provision and help us to lend out that, that hand of, of help and blessing. The, the, the way you've blessed us, Lord, is to be a blessing. So help us to be that. And we thank you for this now in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. And we'll see you soon.